This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast preview show, not on a Friday, no. Uh, your Uncle Chidge is up to no good at the weekend, so we're having to have it on a Thursday. And apologies for anybody who's been confused by what time we were kicking off, my fault entirely. A weenie bit over-optimistic on the client front, thinking I would be home early enough to do it at seven, but I wasn't. But there you go. Uh Lots to talk about, obviously, tonight. Um, we've got uh, Real Madrid uh, review coming up. There's no uh, oppo view again because I just haven't had time to sort it out. Uh, but we will be having a look. Uh, according to my notes, it just shows you the adult state of my mind. We will be looking at the Southampton versus Chelsea versus Brentford preview. So we'll be playing two two teams over the same 90 minutes, according to me. But there we go. We will be having a look at that. Anyway, uh, we have, of course, the... Uh, Mendacious Jonathan Kidd. Mendacious, I don't lie. No. I mean, I must mean another word then. You must, you must. Give me a word, JK. Exuberant. That'll do. There you go. The exuberant JK. Thank you, Chich. I love you to be called exuberant by you. I know. I I made you the word. I can't believe how I thought of that so instantaneously. Um, Yeah, great, great stuff. Yeah, Mr. Sticks just said shambles. I think he might be referring to the show. I I, I would agree with him thus far. The most shambolic uh, Chelsea fancast performance uh, since uh, since Chelsea's defensive performances of the last week. Did you just get my WhatsApp message, by the way? I want your reaction to it. Ready? Waiting? Technology? Always a bit difficult. There we go. I had a I had a pint exactly I had a pint in a pub on uh, Tuesday night and I, I wandered up the road and there that I went past the house that Terry Thomas used to live in 
And I immediately thought of you, so I thought I'd take a photograph of the blue plaque. So there we go. 1911 to 1990, comedy actor. Yes. Mm. One day there'll be a plaque for JK somewhere in London. Oh, there'll be worse. When his teeth, <laughs> when his teeth have been knocked out. Yeah. It won't be me. It won't be Back me. everywhere. I'm not famous enough. Uh, JK, who have we got on the show tonight, mate? Oh, God, that old chestnut. Um, um, well, at least that's consistent. See if, if they can guess on Mixler. Brain of Stamford Bridge. I can't hear them, J.K. They're not. They don't think no, they're, they're not. Go, no. They're not coming. That's all I have to say. I have to say. All right. It's the brilliant Mark Meehan. Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's keeping well after the debacle that was last night. Well, it wasn't that much of a debacle. Yeah, we, we, we could have got a draw in the end, but we'll talk about that in due course. Yeah, yeah. we will. We will. Before you introduce our our. our probably most important guest and third guest. Is there guest. someone else? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I just have to say something. You know those rumours, JK, about a book? <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently there was a book that I hadn't heard of that apparently no. some, bl- yeah. some bloke called Mark Meehan wrote, right? Well, I can, yeah. I can confirm that the rumours are in fact correct because I actually have a copy. <laughs> it's it called, called It's called Blue Tomorrow, JK. Oh, but I sang on a song of that Did you name? really? I had no that. idea. I had no yeah. idea. Uh, so, Mark, I, I should say, more to the point, thank you so much for the copy. It was very, very sweet of you, and uh, I can't wait to tuck into that. So there you go. Anyway. My, 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 my pleasure. And JK's copy, we, we need to meet up so I can give you his, his oh, copy as well. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just to prove it exists. Yeah. I'll sing a bit of the song for you when I yeah. see. All right, good. So who is our third guest? Second guest, third guest? I don't know. Well, it's it's we haven't seen him for a bit, which no, is a shame. Haven't. I thought I thought he was a regular feature. We tried to kidnap him last week, if you remember. I remember, but, I remember, but he managed to struggle free. Which yeah, he subbed in Daniel Childs, though, which went, which went down quite well. Well, but there was a theory from some people that he was going to take the show over. Oh, what, Daniel? Uh, yeah, Daniel, there was going to be a yeah. coup. You yeah. and I would be etched out. It could about be, bloody it, time, Daniel mate. Daniel Childs and Adam Newson. Adam yeah. Newson, whatever happened to him? Oh, he's on the show. How about that? Um, the great, the excellent, excellent... Um, um, uh, pertinent, um, exuberant, pertinent, pertinent, as the French say. I don't know where I came up with that word actually. Um, the uh, the excellent, um, the percussive. I've used that word before. I've used it for Mark. I'm going to use it again for Adam. Um, the the excellent, witty, informed um, journalist from Football London. It can only be the one and only. What's his name? Yes, it's Adam Newson. Well done, Adam. I can't. Words Thank fail me after much. that. Are you well? I'm in, I'm enjoying this. Th- yeah, I'm good. I'm enjoying this Thursday vibe that's going here. It's very anarchic, basically. It's just all over the place. I'm liking it. <laughs> to be fair, Adam, I don't think it has anything to do with the day. I just think it has a lot more to do with my state of mind, having been uh, at the football on Saturday for the first time since November. Uh, and then I went to a gig on Tuesday and got bugger all sleep. And then I went to the football last night and got home pretty late. My voice is almost gone through too much singing and too much shouting at the football, and my brain is clearly addled. But uh, don't let that worry you. It's quite normal for me. There's a touch of gallows humour about it all, isn't there? There's a touch of, you know, can it, can it, is it going to get worse? Is everything going to get worse? And we'll somehow just, you know, we'll rise above it. What the show, Ah. the show or Chelsea? Both. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah, fair point. (laughs) Uh, well, let's find out, shall we? Let's find out. Um, obviously, we're going to kick off with the uh, review of Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Um, yeah, I have to say, you know, I mean, I said it on, on Monday, I think, didn't I? But I've, I've been looking forward to, to seeing Chelsea play Real Madrid at Stamford Bridge 
for well forever really because I was too young in seven well we didn't play them in 71 I mean the only time we haven't played them at home apart from the course the last time last year which is when they uh when we had COVID so we couldn't go so really forever uh did they disappoint yes thoroughly um first question I'm gonna I'm gonna lob this bomb at JK JK for for fear of doing the whole show in the next five ten minutes. But dare I say it, JK? What what I mean? You know, we said this on Monday, didn't we? I opened up with what ha- what's happened with our defence. I said our defence that has been so beautiful and rock solid and utterly brilliant. Uh, I'm gonna do the same again with the hashtag number two, and actually number two is appropriate because it was an absolute pile of poo. Uh, and I texted you. I don't think you got it because you were probably seething somewhere in the east middle but i thought christiansen was getting ripped apart by vinicius and was having a mare and i was suggesting all sorts of subs but it wasn't just uh it wasn't just um christiansen at fault i think uh the marking was non-existent for both benzema's uh two goals won it um it, it well in the last show we we couldn't believe that it would we, we said it couldn't possibly be as bad as it was against Brentford. They couldn't do that. And we'd rise to the occasion. And somehow we would do as we did against Porto last year, which we'd lost to West, West Brom and then just came back and played excellently. But they didn't appear to have anywhere near the same organisation that they'd had um, uh, when they won the Champions League. And it, it looked very similar to being taken apart by Bayern Munich um, for me. Um, it, lots of just chasing after people um, uh, without much organisation. Um, and um, uh, it was bewildering to see this disintegration. Um, uh, the one plus going forwards was the them going forwards. They seemed to, to not actually um, be all at sea when it came to putting the ball down the right, because that was the only way they were going to get the ball uh, across, because from the other side, Pulisic had a, an absolutely appalling game. Absolute stinker. Um, and was not a complete stinker. Absolute stinker. Um, um, uh, uh, I, I said on the, the fan bike, he was wearing the invisibility cloak, but in fact, I wanted to say, um, uh, as in fact, the chap I was sitting next to, I said, Pulisic's dreadful. I said, he scored a hat trick during the week. He said it was against Panama and Costa Rica. He said, you've got to put that all into perspective. And I said, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. But um, um, I actually... For the first 35 minutes, I really thought we were going to get absolutely taken apart. And I had a the kind of sinking feeling I used to get when I was little watching Chelsea and we were under the cosh, where um, uh, my sphincter began to sort of um, um, tweak a little bit. And uh, uh, and and I, I, I got lower and lower in my seat and I thought, we really are absolutely clueless against this team. And yet, at the same time, you could see what we could see what ought to have been happening. And Tuchel, to his credit, was absolutely furious on the on the touchline. He didn't do what he did against Brentford, which was just to sit down. He just got up and just started ranting at everybody because they clearly were not doing whatever plan he had was. But from the beginning, you could say that to select Jorginho was an error because um, uh, uh, he could not deal with, in the four, you know, having watched them all the time, they, 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 all this season, they... you. It, you're going to be found out if Dave is playing on the left. I think this this first time it happened, Chidge, for the for ages and ages because he's not quick enough. Um, he played for some reason. Um, Reese, who had a fantastic 
last 10 minutes of the first half. He almost played him as a winger. So they were just chasing down the left. He didn't put anything. He didn't try and change it at all. And Vicinius, whatever his name is, um, was... uh, Just call him Junior. Yeah, Junior. It's one of the, the quickest players that we've had uh, played against it makes you realize we would we should have that kind of pace playing for us it has made me think actually how much better organized they were under Ancelotti than they were under um um what's his face Zidane last year but um we didn't I I think we allowed them to look good and um in the end you, you can't help but compare the the brilliance of Benzema, who is a proper striker, uh, the second goal he scored was bliss, blissful header, leaning backwards from just, uh, Modric didn't even look, he just whapped it into the into the, the middle, hoping that he would be on the end of it, leaning back, running back from it, heading it into the corner, one of the great goals, and then we have in comparison this Lump. Oh, well, 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 wait, wait till we get on him. I know, well, you, let's, let's you told me defense. that I'd do it in five minutes. Yeah, but I don't want you to do the whole thing. You don't thing. want no. me to. I want no, to no, have some uh, left. We want to get that. But but uh, in, in a sense, um, uh, if you take away Benzema's two goals, um, we still probably would have got, and the appalling error by Ma- by Mondi, we probably would have got away yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I exceed to that excellent point. Uh, Mark, you had your, your finger up in the air or something. I, I do you want did, to go to the loo? Uh, no, no, okay. that's my mother. My mother brought me up well. Oh, she yeah. did indeed. Yeah, she did. So you always put your hand up because it's very polite. Yeah. Thank um, you for being so polite. Brain no, of Stamford Bridge. The question I was going to ask when JK was talking about sinking into his seat, there was a moment in last night's game where the ball went into the east middle and someone, I think, was trying to keep it. Because <laughs> it was staying in the east. So I didn't know that that was, was, was JK sinking in his seat at that point just to keep them. Match ball. <laughs> it stayed up in the middle for quite a period of time before someone said, Oi, you better give the ball back. Yeah, then they chucked it back on the pitch. I think they were probably yeah. hoping oh, look, the that, match that, would, that would have been. Yeah, that, that, that could have probably been the celery moment last night, but there wasn't many of those. I would file last night for me under frustration. Um, I think wrong team picked. Uh, I was surprised. And I always had that litmus test of what's the reaction in the pub when the team comes out. Uh, and I know we'll talk about forward line later, but I, I don't think anyone had a problem with the forward line. Issues with midfield, um, but certainly issues with the defence. As good as Christian has been, uh, if clearly he's out the door, and yes, you can say, well, he's part of the squad, you should play him. Uh, I still thought it was surprising that he was in the team last night. And if we were playing five at the back and we're playing Dave, Dave should have been where Christensen was and Alonso yeah. should have been in the team for me. Yeah, and absolutely. I think... Yeah, we did. We did. We didn't start with the right team in in defence. But actually, to be fair to the defence as well, we didn't have the right midfield in front of them either. So there was a lot of times, um, and we haven't got it down, you know, on here. But the Kante twins were probably twinless last night. He might have been on his own, and the midfield that was Modric and Cruz was pulling the single twin left and right, and just leaving gaps everywhere. And, and I think the, the, the problem was the defence were exposed many times last night. But having said that, nonetheless, that first goal, as good as Benzema and Wild class that he is, it was poor marking as yeah, well. We should I have agree. picked him up. Uh, I would say for this, I would say for the second goal, no, that's just world class. I don't blame the defence for that. That was just a brilliant header. 
you know, that was just how he bent back and headed that in. Was yeah, just a running backwards, tremendous running piece. backwards. Yeah, just going back, that was tre- tremendous goal. But again, we should have put ourselves in those positions purely and simply. You know, we didn't have the right team in front of the fence. Um, and we'll talk about Men- Mendy later. So it was just frustrating because I still think overall, yeah, we weren't bad. I, I don't buy into this Twitter nonsense today. We weren't bad for 90 minutes. No. We were bad for 15 minutes. Well, we like, were we were, bad. like we were bad for, for 10 minutes against Brentford and got punished. Adam. Yeah, we, we were bad for 15. Yeah, yeah. Adam, um, you know, just to kind of dwell on the on, on the midfield point, And I think, I mean, I... I was very cross with Christensen because I thought he was getting pulled out of position all night and, he, you know, Vinicius, sorry, Junior had his number clearly. But the midfield, uh, I think, is where the, the, the real problems were. And I, and I do wonder, I mean, I, I think a lot of credit has to be given to Ancelotti, as Jonathan was alluding to. Um, I think tactically, he had it absolutely spot on and he's done his homework. No, no coincidence that this is a guy who's managed in the Premier League, I thought, because... We were outnumbered in midfield. They played three in midfield. We effectively played two. Uh, and they aggressively pressed us everywhere. And we've seen teams like Villa, uh, West Brom. Uh, you can name a number of teams in the Premier League who've gone out and uh, outnumbered us in midfield and aggressively pressed us and we can't cope. And I saw the same thing happening last night, but with a world, world-class striker to score the goals, which people like West Brom don't have. But of course, we'll ignore the 5-2, but you know what I mean. He's an Irish yeah. international. Surely that world class. Yeah, not really, Mark. Not really. <laughs> so there you go, Adam. That's my my prognosis. But what do you reckon? I do agree that the midfield was was an issue last night, and it wasn't. I think they played that three, as you mentioned, of, of Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro, and they also had Fede Valverde dropping in um, to, to really overload Chelsea down that side whenever Real were building attacks and. Um, and it's, I, you know, I I went into this game having the discussion with with people I work with actually about about Kante, and there was this there was this debate of would you start Kante because he hasn't been bar the Lille game at home, he hasn't been in brilliant form for for pretty much since the turn of the year, um, and my view on it was well of course you start Kante because he's Kante and it's the Champions League and it's the court final of course he'll suddenly turn it back on and be this sort of tour de force and, and, and single-handedly sort of drive Chelsea forward. And that didn't happen. And maybe it was too much uh, to expect him to suddenly rediscover his very best. But um, but I didn't expect him to get pulled around as much as he did. Much in a similar sort of sense to Jorginho. I didn't think he played brilliantly, despite getting the assist for Kai Havertz's goal. Again, he hasn't been brilliant since the start of the year either whether or not this is down to fatigue uh mental fatigue as well as physical fatigue I'm not sure but I think last night for me made me realize that there's a lot of players in this team at the moment who aren't at the level that were they probably were when we got to the Champions League at this point last year so I don't think Mount's in the best form agreed uh, I don't think yeah Jorginho and Kante aren't in the best agreed. form um obviously we've got no chill we've got no chill well um, I think Rudiger's dipped a little bit in the last couple of games. Um, and Mendy's not in the form he was. And I, you kind of, in my head, I was just kind of thinking, well, you know what? This, this is a team that, you know, performs on the biggest stage. We've seen it over the last year when, when against the biggest teams, they can step up. And, and it didn't happen. And that's the sort of discussion point now, I think. And, and the problem that Tuchel has to solve is, right, 
yes, he got the team wrong. I think he should start Kovacic. I would have started Alonso, even though I don't think he's brilliant. And I wouldn't have started Christensen. But I think it's just, I don't know if it's fatigue. Tuchel did mention after the game, Chelsea played more matches in 2022 than pretty much anyone else. Uh, and they've gone to extra time a lot of uh, occasions in that as well. Um, but I do think there needs to be uh, a hard look. And, you know, from what I've been told today, even though I've actually been off today, but from what I've been told, you know, there, there have been conversations between players and staff today at Cobham. Um, and you'd hope that these issues are resolved for, for Southampton. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure how easy it is to, to resolve this because I do think there's probably a wider issues of form and probably fatigue that, results may be papered over and we all kind of fell into that trap of thinking well it's it's all going well because players were producing moments in games and Kai and look Kai Havertz I thought was brilliant last yeah, night great, I really I thought I thought he was great um can I, can I just quick quickly butt in I, I thought Mason Mount was excellent last night too I? I mean he really put yeah, a shift in again and he never does stop it. running never yeah. ever yeah. stopped yeah I Absolutely. thought I thought he was excellent but sorry go on Adam no, I, I, I think there's all you're always going to get that energy from Mason, and it's you know it's what his game's about. I just don't think we're seeing the same level of decisiveness, I guess, that that well, we quality. can see from him. Um, yeah. And you know, even in his pressing, I don't think he's getting it just as spot on as he was. And that's not just a him thing. I think that's a Chelsea attack thing. You know, but I, I think it's a unison you, thing. I think it's all of the very fact yeah. I was going to say the fact that Pulisic was outstanding this time last year. As with all of them, and it all gelled. So they scored a great goal against against Madrid as well in the semi final. And as I say Pulisic was invisible. And um, but I, I'm just sorry to interrupt. But the the one thing that I noticed was they were terribly good at pressing in unison and pushing teams out of of their rhythm. And particularly with with Atletico when they played there, and they actually pushed them to the they constantly pushed them to the side by just it looked as if there were four or five players milling around every single attack. We don't appear to have any of that energy at all that we had last year. No, I think that's, it's, what, it's, that's what won them the, for me the Champions League because it yeah. suppressed the opposition who couldn't deal with it and gave the ball away all the time. And then we were slick going forward and passing, and it was setting mm. it up. We're not seeing any of that at all. No, and and I think that's part of the the issue yesterday is, is you know you, you to press like that you need every player absolutely on it and the coordination to do yeah. it spot on. And as soon as you lose one player, doesn't make the run at the right time or the right movement. You see what we saw last night, which is Real Madrid able to get out, and then suddenly they're three on three or four, you know, three on four with with Jorginho chasing back because you know we we know Jorginho can't cover the ground as quickly as, as other players. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, J.K. I think the press was wasn't right yesterday, and that was probably the first big issue, and then everything else sort of rolled on from there. Um, but to be fair, look, I, I thought both of Benzema, Benzema's goals were incredible, incredible. Um, just like the, I thought the first header, you, he doesn't score that anywhere else unless he gets it bang on where he did. And that second header was was gorgeous as well. So he's arguably the best player in the world right now. And he scored two goals and then was given another. So well, we'll talk about the other one later. Mark, you wanted to pop him? Yeah, it, it was just back to obviously talking about Can, Kante and JK's point about energy. And I think Kante has always epitomised the energy in our side. You know, we make the jokes about the Kante twins. He does the work of two players. And I don't know whether it's it is fatigue or it's injury, and we don't do stats in this show because, as the Reverend Glover would say, it's normally arse gravy. But I'll break a habit. You know, if you look at his stats for last night, he didn't win any tackles, he didn't do any interceptions, no blocks, and no of his famous dribbles where he takes the ball down the pitch. 
and that is just unreal for a player of his caliber. So I just wonder whether or not you know he he's the energy of the team, he's the heartbeat of that midfield, and it just wasn't there last night. So whether or not he hasn't got the energy himself because he's either tired or he's carrying an injury still, because I think and Adam might know statistically. I can't remember Kante being taken off many times after a first half. He might get substituted during the set. I don't remember any half-time substitutions for Kante to come off. No, I don't, I don't think it's happened before. Yeah. Uh, and if it has, it wasn't for a tactical reason, which is what Tuchel said it was last night. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, and, and this, is a, this is more speculation on my part than genuine information, but during the international break, Kante had to leave the France setup for, for personal reasons. And we don't know what that they were. Now, look, I, you know, as I say, it's speculation, but if there's, you know, something going on off the pitch at the moment we don't know about, then it's understandable. And and this is the thing, we don't know, and it's easy to get just focused on the performances. We don't know what's going on in a player's private life. 90% Sorry, who, who are you time. talking about, Adam? So that, Who are you talking about? Kante, so during the All international right. break. Right. Kante, so during the international break, he left the, the France squad, uh, I think he missed one game. Uh, for what was described as personal right. reasons, um, and you know, as I said, look, it, it may have just been an isolated incident, and it's done. It may not be. We don't know. And it's again, it's it's me putting two and two together, and, and look, I might be completely wrong. Um, Adam, to be fair, that, but I think that, it's it, yeah. To, to Adam, that would make it's a easy lot of to sense forget to that players yeah. are people. They're human. They're human beings at the end of the day, and he's such a phenomenal player. He does the work of two men. You know, the last couple of games, just not been the same player. So that would make absolute sense to me. You know, they're, they're human beings. Something can go going on behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Yeah. Adam, I wonder on, on a related point. I mean, we've got a few Muslims in the team. I'm, I'm told it's Ramadan at the moment. And I know they fasted before. I mean, I remember stories about Kante doing that. So maybe that might explain his lack of energy and Rudiger and Mendy's brain fart. Um, I mean, potentially, but then Benzema is as well, and he's he? all right. Oh, well. so, um, so bollocks to that theory, then. Yes, but it's just an idea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know. It's you know, it's it's a theory. Um, but yes, I know Karim Benzema is Muslim as well, and he he, he seemed okay. He seemed very well. I think he broke his fast something like thirty minutes before kickoff or something. Oh, maybe. He broke his fast. Maybe so. maybe he had an isotonic drink or ten. Um, I've got another theory, which I, I ran on, on Monday, and I'm not saying everybody poo-pooed it, um, but uh, I'm going to run with it again, because I, 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 I think having seen what I saw last <laughs> night, I think it has far more credence. And that is that the international break has burst the Chelsea bubble, by which I mean, uh, that's another way of saying what a lot of other people have been saying, which is, oh, yeah, well, you know, all the players are affected by what's going on with the sale of the club and all of that which I, 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 don't, I didn't believe before the international break, but I'm beginning to now. And the reason for that is that I think that Tuchel did an excellent job keeping the players within this bubble and got them focused entirely on the football. And they were playing pretty well during that period, as we remember. And then they go away on the international break and suddenly they're outside of that Chelsea bubble. They're playing with other, other, other players, you know, mates of theirs who play for other teams. Suddenly they're more aware of the news. The, there's bound to be banter going on. I mean, I'll give you an example. I met a very old friend of mine uh, on the, at this gig on Tuesday night that I haven't seen for ages. Massive gooner, uh, both of them, and they're lovely people. And the first thing they said to me is, oh, Chidge, what are you going to do now? Your club's being so... You know, so it's, I can imagine the same is happening with these players. And I just wonder if it's got into their heads a bit, Adam. Um, potentially, Tuchel was having none of that 
in his post-match last night. Mm. He said, if that's an excuse, I don't accept it because mm. we had this uncertainty going on before we were getting results. So he's he's not having that. Um, but, as you know, as, as on a similar sort of theme, you know, players are, are people and no matter how much you want to try and try and block it out, yeah, uncertainty in your job always makes it more difficult. Um, so it could it could be just seeping in a little bit. Um, but, you know, I don't think this is going to get done in the next couple of weeks or anything. So I think this is going to continue for a little while yet, yeah. um, even though, in theory, the preferred bidder will be known within sort of the next couple of weeks uh, and taken on. Um, but even then, you know, there's still going to be a period of uncertainty as to how long the, the, the takeover takes. And um, the government so, have yeah. to approve as well, don't they? Yes, they have to, to, to sort of grant a new license for that sale to take place. So, they, you know, if that is the case, it's understandable, um, but the players can't continue to be affected by it, basically. As much as we know it's difficult to block it out, they have to try and find a way to try and get back on track because we'll see how things go at the Bernabeu next week. We will. Maybe some kind of miracle may not be, but there's still the FA Cup semi-finals come and there is still the, the sort of small matter of sewing up the Champions League for next season because there are teams just starting to, to sort of appear in the rear view again. Yeah, definitely. Um, JK, uh, the time has now come to properly analyse uh, Maundy's brain fart. I mean, I'll tell you what, just pitch in first. You know, I was ranting and writing. I had a lovely bloke sitting next to me. Who I don't see often, but when he does turn up, we have an absolute giggle and we were swearing and moaning for the entire first half. And I did finish it off with suggesting what I would do. And I was very pleased to see that Tuchel did not exactly the same as me because he, he went to four at the back, obviously. But in, he took Christensen off, which is my main bone of contention. And he brought Kovacic and Ziyech on, which is what I wanted. But that goes completely out of the fucking window when your goalkeeper does a rick like that i mean if i'm too cool in that moment i am i am i i would i may i'd have gone down the pub if i was too cool i would have thought fuck you lot really what is the point what is the point of me even being here it was it was schoolboy it was it was appalling it's the you know the the team talk disappears out the window the the structure of the second half, the fact that they gained momentum in the last yeah. 10 minutes. They were looking good. I thought they might get they another one before good. half time. Reese was performing out of his skin on the right. Yep. They were creating lovely little triangles. They were they were um, forcing Madrid to rethink. And then that fucking idiocy <laughs> took, uh, took place. I mean, you just think, what the fuck? I saw some people trying to blame Rudiger somehow as if it was his fault that he didn't tackle no. Benzema hard enough well if he'd tackled him harder and then fouled him he'd have been sent off because he was he was yellow carded after 18 minutes but um it it, it really to some extent it's been a it's it's an accident waiting to happen with with Mandy for the ever since the West Ham game because he almost did it again didn't he yeah. in the, uh, later on and You'd have thought that it was something that they would work on with him. He seems to just—he he obviously saw the 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 vision of Benzema rushing up to him like the wind, and thought, "Oh, I'd, 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 somehow it went got into his head." He just needed to have just relaxed and played a normal pass, but um, which you'd have thought he was really—that's what one of the reasons he was chosen to be the goal, Chelsea goalkeeper because of his ability to to play out from the back. But it's becoming dodgier and dodgier. 
and um, uh, it was uh, game changing. Um, uh, you could see heads dropped for a small period, and they fought. They fought hard, but you you knew from then on that um, we well, didn't know because um, um, if if Lukaku had scored with that header, then we still would have been back oh, in it. Indeed. We still have op- had opportunities to get back, which makes you realise that the the fact that they uh, that the, he gave that goal away really just was the knife in the wound, wasn't yeah, it? It, was, it, was, no. it, it really was... killed it for me, and because you just thought, you know, like you said, we were looking, we were looking, we'd, we'd come back into the game, have it scores. I thought we might get another one before half time. At two one, you know, you just want another goal. Two all wouldn't have been a bad result, I don't think, given that we don't have away goals anymore. But three one, I just Jesus, Mark, you wanted to come in. Yeah. Um... It was 40,000 in the ground last night. There was almost a universal, for fuck's sake, you know, you know, people saying it under their breath. You know, if there'd been microphones, they'd probably pick to get up in certain points on Matthew Harding because I think people at halftime were in that sense of optimism. I think we recovered the 15 minutes we'd lost. We finished the stronger. Um, I, I thought we'd pull it back in the second half, but that just killed it yeah. completely. You know, JK's right. I think it was remarkable what we did manage to do in the last half hour plus of the game we could have easily still got a draw but it was such an uphill moment from there and he's got previous you know he did it earlier in the season he had a faux pas against West Ham as well and having played in goal there was no need in the first minute of the second half for him to be that far out of his goal it was just it was just a punt up field Mark it was a punt up field meaningless kick up field it was just, it was just, just find just the rest of the game, unfortunately. Yeah, it really yeah. was. It really was. Yeah. Hey ho, um, Adam. Um, kind of a really uh, uh, kind of feeds on from what we were saying a minute ago, really. But I, I, I've tried to avoid talking about Lukaku for obvious reasons. Um, but I, the, the thought has occurred to me: if you kind of conflate uh, form and you conflate the uncertainty, and then you conflate the issues with some of the players that we have. Uh, you know, and you put all that together. Massive. I'm, I'm beginning to put my tin foil hat on, obviously. But when you look at the the performances of Lukaku, who just doesn't look interested, frankly, and you look at Werner, who's bottling out of fifty fifty challenges, which tells me he's not interested. He's not giving a hundred percent if he's doing that. And you look at Christensen, who looked like half of him, half of himself was already in Barcelona. Then. Are they? Are, are some Chelsea players, frankly, making themselves unpickable at the moment? It's uh, a difficult question. Um, I suppose to an extent, no, because there are so many games that Tuchel has to rotate, so it becomes inevitable that they probably will get run, given a run out at some point. Um, but it does go back to that sort of. That, that feeling I was talking about earlier, there's a lot of players in this squad at the moment who aren't at the level they should be for, for various different reasons. And yeah, Lukaku's one of them. Um, the chance he missed, the chance he missed, I saw in, in live, but because of where the press box is, it, I didn't quite appreciate exactly how clear that was at the time. And then the TV screens that were in the press box weren't on for some reason. So I only saw it this morning on when I look back at the highlights. So I genuinely thought, oh, Jesus, that was a huge chance, um, which I didn't quite appreciate where, from where I was sitting. But I guess he's not playing regularly. You know, he's not probably in the rhythm. He doesn't have the confidence that you'd want. There are mitigating factors, but still, for a player who cost Chelsea best part of £100 million, that's a chance he has to take. 
Um, Werner, I, you know, I, I can't see him starting many more games, even with rotation, to be honest. He's so out of form, out, out of confidence. And probably understandably just doesn't want to be here anymore because, you know, it's really not worked out for him. And, you know, he seems a nice guy from, you know, what you see and what I've heard. He seems a really nice guy. But, yeah, he, I, understandable if he's not feeling it at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, Christensen, yeah, I mean, Tucker was asked about this last Friday, it must have been now, about Christensen to the Barcelona and, and, and the rumours. And... As the question was being asked, Tuchel broke out into a massive smile and sort of just said, well, yeah, we've heard these rumours too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Thomas, you can say what you want to say, but your your face is giving this away here. But he still he still said he'd, you know, he'd pick Christensen as, as long as he's in the squad, he, he'll pick him. And he, he followed through on that. And it didn't work out. It was, it was a really bad performance from Christensen. I don't think he was overly helped by Reese. to be fair. I think Reese could have probably dropped back a little bit of points. Yeah, he played but then, far up, didn't he, Reese? But then I, I do think part of it's Tuchel as well, wanting him to be up the pitch. You know, Tuchel demands that Reese gets up the pitch. So it is a, it's a tactical thing as well as a, as a decision-making thing. So, um, so yeah, I, the, the, there's just a lot of players who aren't playing well and who are not forcing Tuchel's hand basically to, to be in the team so I'm not sure anyone is unpickable but I don't think anyone's making themselves undroppable yeah, barring probably Havert barring Havert wobble about Lukaku for a second do you mind is that okay just a quick because I, I, I just find it if you see somebody like Benzema playing in comparison with, with Lukaku and Lukaku is supposed to be you know, there was a period where they were saying he was the best striker in the world 97 million and we have yet to see Lukaku actually sh shoot on sight or do anything that a striker like Benzema is supposed to do. It's like it was having it was like having the the control of what is supposed to be the the top striker in the world at one end, and at the other end you've got this this uncompetitive fart just standing there, not doing anything at all, and. It, it, it for me, it just actually made him worse seeing Benzema playing because you thought this is a proper striker, and we've got this Gareth playing for us, haven't we? We've got this. See you next Tuesday. He's a thunder, Gareth, mate. Who's supposed to be the who's supposed to be the best striker in the world? Who is fucking useless? And I've now come on to this. I'm sorry, I can't bear it. I cannot bear this. What on earth is going on with this situation? Because it, or, you know, we've, we've con constantly said, well, he has enough games, needs to keep going. Same was the same with Werner. You, you then see a proper centre forward playing out of his skin and you see this served up for you and you go, what on earth has happened here? I just absolutely despair. Me can too. I play, can I play devil's advocate here? And I'm not. I'm not oh no! No! I'm not. Dis, I'm not disagreeing <clears throat> with the the concept of Lukaku's playing badly because he is. But let's not forget when he first arrived, he battered Arsenal, and then he scored those two goals. It was two goals against Villa at home. One of yeah. them was a very yeah. well-taken goal, and the second one was he shot on sight from the edge of the box. But surely that even makes it even makes it worse. But What's it's, happened? It's, 
like he arrived with this sort of confidence. This I'm the alpha. I'm going to drag this team to to the title. I'm yeah. going to be the yeah. guy. I'm going to be the guy. And yeah. slowly and slowly, slowly, that that confidence or feeling has edged away, and and you're now left with this sort of husk, husk, husk. Of, <laughs> of a of an elite striker. And I don't want to go down the route of why does this keep happening at Chelsea, but. Why does this? Why? I, know, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to move on before JK explodes. Mark? Uh, just a very quick point. What was the remarkable thing about you know, last night, Adam? There wasn't just one chance. There was two chances. And I was in the Matthew Harding. So, like you, I, I saw the better chance on TV this morning. And I thought, oh, it's even worse now. Like the first header he got, he nearly hit the corner flag. Uh, and obviously then he had that miss. Yes. And that, you know, yes. that miss is shocking. But the remarkable yes. thing... Yeah, the remarkable thing about those two headers last night, and you compare them to Benzema, you know, if he'd put, I know it's if, buts and maybes, you know, if he'd put those two in, that could have redefined his season. You know, he didn't do a lot last night. He didn't move about a lot. But he had two guilted chances that most other strikers probably would have put away. We could have got out of jail. We could have got a draw. It keeps the tie open for next week. And he'd been a bloody hero, you know. That's just a remarkable thing, you know. You know, sometimes one moment we talked about Mendy's moment. One or two moments can define a game of football. He had two moments last night to redefine his season, and he blew it. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Mark. Um, Adam, so we all of us don't explode. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. That's enough of the Real Madrid. Um, the Real Madrid match. Apart from, I, I Mark picked up on this, but I, I thought that the. The crowd was superb last night. I mean, I sit in the I sit in gate seventeen, the Matthew Upper, and you know it's a bit like a retirement home, to be honest. But uh, so it's rare Not when last every, night. well, it's rare when everybody around you is absolutely singing from you know five ten minutes before kickoff. I mark you, and it was it was brilliant. It was just what we needed, just what I predicted would happen on Monday, just what Tuchel had asked for. Apart from you know when that when Mendy did that brain fart, and the whole life just sucked out of us. But uh, nevertheless, I thought that was good. And I like to see the fact that Thibaut Courtois got so much stick as well. I was very pleased about that. Um, anyway, enough of Real Madrid. Um, Tuchel thinks we're done. I don't know. We'll talk about that on Monday. <laughs> I'll talk about that on Monday. Adam, what what else has been going on Chelsea news-wise? I've been a bit out of the loop this week because I've been so busy. Uh, so you're, you're, the man in the, you're the man that makes the news. What's been happening? Uh, well, the takeover stuff still going on. Um, Todd Bowley was at the game last night mm. to, to watch from a very swanky director's box I'm sure um, so yes and he's had meetings I believe today as well um, so it's still going forward uh, I don't know genuinely don't know who is the front runner but my gut feeling and it is nothing more than that it's not based on information or anything like that, is it's one of Ricketts or Bowley because they seem the least complicated to, to do it um and i think it's god gosh, the dates in my head i think it's start next week yeah the 11th 11th the bids yeah, have to be 11th, in by the 11th yeah. and then yeah. i think uh on the 18th rain plan to present one to the government yes thank you chid did, did you get a program keeping this all straight did you get a program no none of the press did, did last night so um no. Cutbacks, JK, did, did you get Cut. one jk no they weren't on they weren't given away no, we were told the Millennium Suite. Millennium Suite, Millennium the director's suite. box last night. Yeah, they're already on eBay yeah. for 50 quid. 
Like, like the people who sit in the like the people who sit in the Millennium and the director's box need to sell it on eBay for fifty. Ex- exactly. Probably, although, probably the staff. They probably didn't pick them up, and the staff flog them. But I, I, I heard a lovely story yeah. the other night from Nathan from the Chelsea Grave Society. He was in the cock after the Brentford game, and some guy who clearly sat in corporate came into the cock and he brought about twenty programs in with him, and he just gave them out to Chelsea oh, fans. Oh, like that Robin Hood style. Like, Look, look, there's good people out there. Yeah, there are. Whoever that person is, they're top class. They are, they are, they are, they are. All right, that's enough of all of that. No other news that we should know about, uh, Adam, you know? Um, Off the top of my head, no. I mean, no, I don't think so. Tuckle was pretty despondent last night, actually. Actually, on that point, that's a good point, actually. I I, I didn't put put this down the script, but it, 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 it... I mean, I think that's the most pissed off we've seen him since he's been at Chelsea. Um... Given everything that else is going on, in both in his personal life and, of course, what's going on with his employers, should we be worried about Tommy T? Um, probably not. But, you know, again, much a similar point of earlier, he's a human being. There's a lot going on in his life. It would be natural when you get a kick in the balls like last night, essentially, that you're extremely pissed yeah. off and you want to vent a bit. And... I'd be worried if he wasn't pissed off, to be frank. Yeah, he was probably the most spiky I've seen him on. Uh, I watched the BT Sport interview when I think it was Des Kelly asked him, you seem a bit fed up. And his reply was, well, what do you expect me to do? Smile, mm. uh, which I enjoyed, actually. And even in his post-match press conference, he was a little bit, a little bit spiky and a little bit, not sulky, but a bit dejected. And um, and yeah, to come out and say, he said the tie is over, but he he then qualified that by saying, well, it's over for now because we have to focus on Southampton. There's no point worrying about the second leg at this point, um, which you can take either way because I'm sure in the back of his mind, he'll be trying to work out how to beat Real Madrid still um, and thinking maybe we could do this against Southampton to, to try this or whatever. So, um, so yeah, but he was, uh, he was pretty irritated, understandably so, last night and... Uh, was very willing to show that to the sort of no, media, well. which you know, he doesn't always do. No, I'm, I'm all but for hey, that. It, it's it's press conference again tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll be back to his usual. Well, we'll see. Actually, it'll be interesting. To see are you going? In. Yes, I am. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he's back to sort of jovial, mm. uh, sort of almost laissez-faire tickle, or, or whether he will still be a bit pissed off because it's not a huge amount of time to, to turn around from it. Yeah, definitely that. Um, there we go. Brilliant stuff. Adam, do you want to stay for part two or are you, are you going to go and have your dinner? No, no, go on. I'll stick around. Good Why man. Not? There we go. I, saw, I, I, heard da- I heard Daniel getting loads of praise for sticking around. Last Whoa, week. there we go. <laughs> you know, I've, got, I've got, got to up my game, don't I? I you don't do. You see, I'm not, I'm not just a complete idiot that people think that I am. I'm a very shrewd tactical strategic manager. And basically, they knew that would happen. <laughs> No, I, I had no fucking idea. You know that. You know me well enough to know that that is absolute bollocks, Adam. But uh, I have to say, I'm, de- I'm delighted you are staying as well. So that's brilliant. Um, before we toddle off for a quick break, uh, uh, it's my usual plug, Aruni, for the good old CFC UK. Um, the new one uh, was available last night. You could have been. You probably probably they're probably sold out now because probably everybody bought them and used them as impromptu umbrellas in the absolute biblical drenching that I got drenched in on the way to. Uh, uh, to the to the uh, ground last night but there you go but if you didn't get a copy and you can't get a copy by going to the stall do not panic you can subscribe to cfc uk by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net 
uh, and the subscription for a year it's about eight to ten copies in the UK at 16 quid Europe 35 quid rest of the world 45 quid uh, or you can get a digital copy emailed to you uh, and they are six quid for a year subscription or a pound each or as Dave would say only a pound and you can pay by PayPal so there you go we'll be back in a sec for part two Chidge JK in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast preview show, and I am, of course, Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined as ever by Jonathan Kidd. Fantastic to be on the show, Chidge, even though. Uh, my heart is broken. Indeed, indeed. Um, and we've got the lovely Mark Meehan. Evening, everybody. My heart isn't broken, and I'm still trying to keep it real. Well, good for you, Mark, and I concur. Now, the best news of all tonight is that, remarkably, I have to say, for part two, we've got Adam Newson still with us. How about that? Whoop, 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 whoop. Thank you very is, much. Is it going to be the uh, the Newson Childs cast? What? I, is, is that a reference from before I was born? I feel it might no, be. No, not, not at all. I just wondered where Daniel Childs and you were going to take over. That was all. Oh, oh he's talking about the the coup. Uh, it, it, it happens when you get to a certain age, Adam. You get these kind of delusions and stuff. But there you go. Right, Southampton versus Chelsea. The preview. Uh, which I don't like doing on a Thursday because there's absolutely diddly squat information about. But nevertheless, and I don't even know about the injuries because of course we won't know about those until tomorrow when uh, Tommy T has his presser. 
So I've gone I've gone out on a bit of a limb here, JK, but you know me. I'm you know, fortune favours the brave or the stupid. Uh, and this is what I've gone for, JK. I've gone for Kepa in goal, Rudiger Silva, Chaloba as the right of the three, uh James Kovacic, Loftus Cheek, Alonso, and up front Mount Havertz and Ziyech. Okay. Now, why have I done that? I just think Mendy, after that unbelievably appalling Rick, I think he, I think maybe his head's a bit fried at the moment. And I think he could do with a, uh, at least a game rest. Uh, Chaloba gets in all day, all day long ahead of Christensen for me at the moment. Uh, James is an obvious pick. Alonso is the only left wing back we have, and if we play three four three or three four two one, which I think he'll have to, because Southampton play four in midfield, and they're the two wide men will operate as wide men. So we won't be outnumbered in midfield. So I think he'll want to go 3-4-3 three, three, or 3-4-2-1. Three, so Alonso is the obvious pick there for me. Kovacic, it's criminal that he's not starting at the moment because he's he's he, he, nobody else in the side in the midfield does what he does. And he's doing it very well at the moment. Uh, Jorginho, I think, is fried, like Adam was alluding to earlier. Uh, and I'm sick to death of his sideways passing, which I think causes a lot of problems for the players up front. So... You know, I know that Loftus Cheek wasn't brilliant against Brentford, but then none of them were. I'd be prepared to give him a go. I think I think the fact that Tuchel is prepared to give him a go says something, and perhaps what it says is that he's fed up with Jorginho. So I would give him a go. So it would be Loftus Cheek and Kovacic for me in midfield, and uh, I think the best three we've got up front at the moment are Mount Havertz and Ziyech. It's I think a lot of the team in some ways is picking itself. But uh, what do you think, Mister Kid? Um. I can't abide Cheek um, as a player for Chelsea. Now, I think it's it's reached a stage of... Uh, well, could have Saul, um, I suppose, yeah, couldn't I we? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why he doesn't give him a go in that position, considering um, the few times he's actually played rec- more recently um, in midfield, he's not been bad. Um I just think Cheek slows it down so much um, and is caught in possession. Um, I mean, once again, what's the alternative? You know, there doesn't appear to be one. Uh, I agree with you, Jorginho is, uh, is a bit creaky. Um, and Mar- if Marcus, if you play in a five and Rudiger can protect Marcus, you, uh, and he plays very far forward, he's a very decent player, Alonso. Um, uh, it seems a pretty good... Uh, Selection to me, Chidge. I think you've um, you've done well, given that uh, uh, we don't want Werner to play. I think the problem is is we're now beginning to select teams on on our prejudices rather than um, how, how they're probably going to play on the day or how he thinks they're going to play. Obviously, because uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Werner gets a run out. You know, we keep saying every single time that must be surely the last time Werner will play, and lo and behold. You know, there he is. And similarly, we might then think um, uh, Havertz must play. He's playing out of his skin. He might give, he, he might give Lukaku a go. It, it's it's so difficult to predict. But uh, I, uh, in terms of who I would like, I would like to be playing in the side. Um, uh, I think Chalabar should play. Silva should play. Rudiger should play. Lonzo should play. Um, Saul should play. Kovacic should play. James should play. And Zayek Havertz and Mount and. Uh, and Pulisic shouldn't, um, uh, unless something happens to him. Um, unless we're playing uh, Costa Rica. And yeah, that's different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, yes, it, it, it looks like Costa Rica, but that, I, that's what I would think. So I'm, I'm, um, 
I, in terms of agreement with you, I, th I, I think it's pretty likely that looks a pretty decent side to me that he'll select, yeah. Cool, excellent. And with the and the Kepa situation as well. Having said that, though, it wouldn't surprise me to see Mendy just carrying no. on. Actually, well, that's just me being spiteful, really. But uh, you know, I, you know, you never know. I, I, I'm just think, I'm actually thinking about it. No, I'm not just being spiteful. Actually, I just genuinely think that there have been a few mistakes creeping in to Mendy. We've been calling it out on the show for the last God knows how many weeks. So you know, maybe there is an issue there. Maybe he's again like Jorginho, like a lot of these players. He played a lot of games. Played a lot, you know, he's had a massive role to play with Senegal in the African Nations Cup and the World Cup. You know, maybe he's mentally fatigued. So, you know, it, men, mental fatigue can be as serious as an injury. Take him out of the firing line, let him have a bit of rest, and then see what happens. Adam, what do you think, mate? Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if you take Mendy out of this game, then do you then damage his confidence further? Uh, what you would imagine would be Real Madrid away, he'd start. So, I don't know. My suspicion is uh, he probably sticks with him and sort of backs him. And I, I honestly really don't know what will be in Tuchel's mind for this game. And I appreciate that means sort of sitting on the fence for this. But it's, do you try and give players a rest? Because many of them look tired. Like Thiago Silva's played the second most minutes of any outfield Chelsea player this season. And that was never, never expected to happen. Um, so do you give him a rest and, and do you go with Christensen maybe in the middle? Uh, do you try and, and give Aspi a break but then play, and play Chalibur on the right of, of the back three with, with Christensen and Rudiger maybe? Um, perhaps... The midfield is tricky. I'm, I, I'm not against Ruben starting. I'm not going to be disappointed if if sort of Kante is given a, a rest and, and Jorginho is given a rest. I, to be honest, had not entirely forgotten Sal played for Chelsea, but had slipped to the back of my mind uh, over the international break when I saw him on the bench against Brentford again. I was genuinely a bit, oh, right, yep, he's still here. Um, Tuchel seems to have not really trusted him, barring a, a couple of outings at left wing back. So. Yeah, I, I honestly, and I appreciate this is probably not ideal for a podcast, but I, I genuinely am not sure where he'll go with this. Um, we'll probably will get more of an indication tomorrow as to sort of what he's feeling and thinking. But uh, but it's an incredibly difficult eleven to pick because you do have to, I guess, try and keep Real Madrid in the back of your mind whilst also trying to win this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, it will be an intriguing team selection because we've got Real Madrid on on Wednesday on Tuesday, and of course it'll. It will tell us, I think, a lot more about whether he thinks we can do something against Real Madrid. Actually, I really yeah. do. But uh, I think he can't. He can't take this flaming match lightly. I mean, you made this point earlier on, actually, Adam, didn't you? I mean, Arsenal, yeah. bless their cotton socks, did us did us an enormous favour by losing three nil to Palace last weekend after we screwed up so royally. So you know, we're we're still five points ahead of both Tottenham and Arsenal, having played uh, a game less than Spurs. So, um, you know, we've still got an advantage over them. But, you, you, you know, I'm tempted to say that Arsenal, having been in pretty good form, are maybe not quite as close to us as, as it was looking. Whereas Spurs, dare I say it, look to have got their act together under Tuchel, which is a bit of a worry. 
Under Mourinho. Uh, sorry, under, under, under Conte. Conte. Uh, hang on. Uh, how many other managers can we... No, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right, JK. It's Conte. How, how unforgivably stupid of me. Um, yeah, so he, he can't take this lightly because we're not clear. We're not, there's, we're not clear away, you know, and there's still, what, we've got another nine games to go, you know, not all of them are easy. So, you know, we can't step this lightly. And I tell you, I will go absolutely spare if we make this go into the last couple of games. I really, really will. Anyway, um, talking about Southampton, uh, I'm, I'm going to read you this. It, this just makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Um, a 1-1 draw with Leeds last time out helped Southampton arrest their four-game competitive losing streak as they eye a top half finish in the Premier League for the first time since 2016-17. I mean, talk about uh, a contradiction in terms, because I then looked at their last few games. Oh, they must have been doing really well, I thought. They're mid-table. Uh, they drew against Leeds 1-1, and the previous four games they've all lost. They got Wallop 4-1 by City. No shame in that. They lost at home 2-1 to Watford. They lost at home 2-1 to Newcastle. And they got humped 4-0 by Villa, who were the most inconsistent side in the league by a country mile. So basically, Southampton are still completely shit, as we expect them to be. And yet... And yet, there they are in 12th place. Uh, you know, and they're, I mean, if they win, God forbid they win on Saturday, they'll, I know, know that the people, are, I mean, they could go as high as 8th. No, ninth. It's just nuts. I don't get this at all. I, I don't think there'd be many teams took or would want to face less between Real Madrid and Southampton because of the way they play. Because they're proper high press, high intensity, we're going to come at you and we may get picked off, but that's the way we're going to play. That's not an opponent you want between two big Champions League games because they will push you. And that's why, again, you know, it's, this selection becomes incredibly difficult because you don't get it right and Southampton will potentially run over you. And then it would be three defeats on the bounce and, you know, then, then probably gets this Chelsea point of, oh, what's going on wrong? What's going wrong? Is, is it all going wrong under Tuchel now? And that's the last thing. Crisis Club Chelsea. <sighs> yeah, you can I see don't... it, can't you? You can see it. But I mean, to be fair though, and, and I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask this of Mark, but uh, to be fair, Mark, uh, actually, if I'm playing Real Madrid, who basically monstered us in midfield, outcompeted us and pressed us really aggressively and effectively hit us on the break with goals as well when we lost the ball in transition... Um, in terms of preparation for uh, the rematch against Real Madrid, Southampton, in spite of what Adam has said, could be the ideal opponents on Saturday because we'll get a bit of practice in. I, I was thinking that as Adam was saying that, I thought, oh, this could be a dress rehearsal. Yeah. But, you know, Adam's right as well. It really will depend on what team we pick. We, we, we pick the wrong team and it ain't going to be a dress rehearsal. It, it, it could be a bad defeat. And I think that the, the, the problem Tuchel is good uh, is what team does he put out? You know, does he put a strong team out yeah, as a dress rehearsal, but then risk the players getting injured? Or does he put a weaker team out? Yeah. Um, and when I was thinking about the team I would pick, I, I had very different side to you. you know, I thought that maybe Lukaku and Werner, he might play. You know, I know we were saying about it earlier. Yeah. And just you know, play him in this I game. I thought you wanted yeah. to pick a strong team. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I said, you know, it really depends on what side he puts out. Yeah. If he, if he puts, does he put a strong side out as a dress rehearsal for Real Madrid, or does he just do the squad rotation and forget about Real Madrid? You know, rest key players because we will need them for next week. And if he does that, there's every likelihood that he might play Lukaku or play Lukaku and Werner. Yeah. 
Mm. He might play Saul and he might play Saar. He, he might make quite a few changes. Yeah. yeah, well, and he might get humped if he does that. I'm not well, in favour of that. that. I know, but yeah, he, he's in that position. Does he put a strong side out to get us back into winning ways, but risk players getting injured or still work on the basis that, you know what, we can still pull something out of the bag next week in Madrid? I don't, I mean, you know, he's really hard to read on this. Adam will, yeah, will verify exactly. this. But he, yeah. he, I mean, JK, he is really hard to, to read on this because he always talks a good game. Like he does treat one game at a time. He focuses on the match in hand. He'll play the strongest side he can to do that. And yet we've seen plenty of evidence where he's completely not done that in games before. So it is a toughie. The, the press of the other day, we, we thought he was going to play Reese James, didn't we? Yeah. And because uh, he said, yes, he's ready. He's prepared. And he didn't play him. So, uh, um, um, and, and, and Cheek got the nod in midfield when we had no conception that that was going to happen at all. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've, uh, he's the man. He knows what he wants. Um, we're he allowed. He knows exactly what we need. Definitely <laughs> not Timo in attack, Tommy. Yeah. But no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Adam, it is, it is a strange one. It is a strange one. I have to say for myself, I, 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 I hope he goes strong on Saturday and I hope he goes out to win on Saturday because I'm really, you know, like I said, I don't think there's enough clear distance between us and Arsenal and Spurs yet to really rest on our laurels. And, you know, in a way, I would treat the Real Madrid as a game as a bonus game. I mean, I think the Southampton game now is more important than the Real Madrid game because he did also say, and I know you said he qualified his, well, we've got no chance, we're out, with, oh, well, I'm now focusing on the Southampton game. But he also requalified it by saying, well, nobody, no, no, not many people have actually... Uh, come back from 3-1 down, uh, notably forgetting the fact that Chelsea did against Napoli in 2012. Although, of course, the fundamental difference there, we were at home. You know, yes. we're away in the Bernabeu. And I, I, I do think, for all intents and purposes, this tie is over. But, you know, I think they could give it a right go. But I would, I would go strong. I would pick the first team, the best team he's got available on Saturday, and then on, on, on Wednesday, or Tuesday rather, reassess and just give it a go. Give it an absolute go with what every, everything you got, but you got because mm. no, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, and I suppose in a way, by saying that he thinks the tie's over, he's, he is taking it the pressure off Chelsea, and and then he's going with that mindset. Well, we've got nothing to lose now. The tie's done, so let's go out there and and give it a go, like you say. So, yeah, maybe he will go strong at the weekend. I suspect we may see a a sort of hybrid. There'll be the sort of maybe the the key men in there, and then. Uh, a couple of sort of window dressing around them to try and uh, make up an 11 that will be competitive. And, and yeah, then mm. it's such a short turnaround, though, after this Southampton game is the problem as well, because they'll have a recovery day Sunday, then they'll be flying out on Monday yeah. and then game Tuesday. So he has to have that in mind. No matter what he says, there has to be some thought on that game. Yeah. Because, you know, get an early goal in, in the Bernabeu, then who knows what happens. Well, indeed, but I think it doesn't matter because I think I think it'll be whatever will be will be on Tuesday. You know, I actually think that say say we were going to Madrid with a one nil lead or it had been two all, I think it would be a much harder decision for him in a way because he would be torn between who he has to pick for Southampton knowing he really has to get a result there and also keeping enough in hand for the match which he has a very realistic chance yeah. of going through to the semi-final. The, the reality is we have to win against Southampton on Saturday we're very unlikely to get a result on Tuesday, but we might. 
So you focus on yeah. you focus on tomorrow and you see what happens on Tuesday. That's that's my argument, which is why obviously I should be the manager of Chelsea. No, clearly not. Uh, Mark, um, how do you see this one going, mate? Uh, on that very debate we've had, if we work on the basis he picked a really strong team, I think we'll win 2-0. Mm, I like that. Uh, Adam? Similar to Mark, if he goes strong, I think we'll win 1-0 and it will be very much uh, organised. We're not letting anything happen as has happened the last two games kind of performance. Mm. JK? Uh <sighs> It's so dependent on the side he selects, isn't it? I could, I could see us uh, having this hybrid side you were talking about and coming away with a two-one victory, um, but I think it's more likely to be a draw actually, because I think one eye will be on uh, on the game on Wednesday. So uh, I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday, JK. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. Don't tell Wednesday, me. Don't tell me we... you're going out there and expecting it on Wednesday. <laughs> Are you, are you going, JK? Uh, funnily enough, no, no. I, I've uh, I've managed to persuade myself not to mm. this yeah. time. Yeah, but yeah, it'll yes. What Tuesday? So it'll be um, for me. It'll be one-one tomorrow. Okay, okay. Um, Mark, are you going? Saturday. Sorry, Saturday, not Friday. Sorry, <laughs> JK. Just to, just to confuse you further, are you going? Are you going on Saturday, JK? I am. I'm not going on Friday. No, good. You are going on Saturday, though. I'm going on Saturday. I have a ticket, yes. Yeah. And I'm meeting. I have a train ticket as well. Yeah. yeah. Just I'm to explain. I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm now... And by the way... Go on. My, broad, my broadband, by the way, is um, 0.50. Yeah. Hawaii 5.0, mate. That's very low. Yeah. You should talk to your internet provider. Who's your internet My provider? Internet provider's BT. Well, tell them they're it fucking be useless. 66. You know, tell it them to get be sixty-six. Tell them that they should pay Jake Humphreys a lot less and spend more <laughs> on their fucking internet connections. Joe Cole's good though. Oh, isn't he just lovely? I love the boots off the man. I love him. I love him. I actually could see him. In fact, there were periods in the game on uh, last night because of where I sit. I can see the. I can see their their kind of. Uh, you know where they their little studio, if you like, and I could see Joe Cole, and I, I I was so distressed with the game. I spent a lot of the time just looking at Joe Cole, beaming at him, hoping that the love of my life would just look round and catch a glimpse of one of his super fans. But sadly, he didn't. Uh, but there you go. Yeah, that's really that's. I mean, that is criminally low, J.K. We'll talk after the show about that. Um, yeah. So I was what I was going to say, J.K. I'm now even more distressed and depressed that I'm not going to be at my favourite away game, which is of course the nearest Premier League ground to me now. Uh, and I always go to Southampton away and I get thoroughly shit-faced in the Giddy Bridge and other places as well. Um, but I can't go because I'm travelling down from dirty Leeds on Saturday afternoon. But now I'm even more depressed because I know I could have seen you down there. I could have gotten the same train. I could have I could have told, what train are you getting, JK? And I could have gone at Winchester and I could have seen you on the train and then in the ground. So I'm really disappointed. Uh, all these fleeting moments, unfulfilled. It's it's life. Really. I know, mate. I know. Killing joke. I'm afraid had to come first. And the irony of it is, I'm going to see Killing I, Joke. Uh, I'm going to see Killing Joke with my best mate, who is a Southampton fan. Go figure. Uh, Go did figure. You, did you get it wrong? Did you get it wrong at the time? Did you forget the game was on, or did they? We didn't even it? know the game was on because we bought the tickets before the fixture list was announced. Tickets came oh, out before the fixtures, and then they, then it came out. I said, "Simon, we've fucked up here, mate. We've got to sort this out." I, I just I've just been praying for it to to move to a Sunday or 
or even you know whatever what can you do um anyway it's good. one of the reasons i've made my my one of the reasons i've made my rudy v gig on a friday yeah uh in june in june yeah so it won't interfere with anything no exactly that's going to be the unofficial chelsea fan cast summer party isn't it that i'm looking forward to that oh, i'd love it if it was friday june the third indeed well look adam uh, adam that's when i'm that's when i'm gigging adam but just, just so you've got to come along yeah. or not as the okay gig. yeah no, no, and adam where, where the gig is it's a really nice uh, basement bar, yeah. yeah. Where is it? Recommend it. Oh, no. Yeah. Where is it? It's, it's the same place oh, as your book launch, isn't it, JK? Yeah. Is that, is that the East End? Uh, it is. It is east, but it's just near Tower Hill Station. That's not not, it's almost almost in civilization. Then so that's all right. Not not yeah, not almost, too not yeah. too if close. A couple of roads later, it becomes very uncivil. Well, you know what we should do? We should load up on a on a on a massive curry. Carabang? No curry. Oh, uh, there's okay. a my my favourite curry house is uh, um, the Lahore Kebab uh, place in uh, it's either Commercial Road or Whitechapel, just around the corner. So there's a thought. Anyway, stink the place out. Well, you know, the odd fart here and there won't cause too many problems. I'll, 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 I won't stack up on the, uh, on, on the. Actually, they don't, they don't sell booze. You have to bring your own. That's one of the attractions about it. Uh, anyway, we digress as we always do. Um, are you, are you going, Adam, on Saturday? Are you reporting it on Saturday? Good man. See, I, I'm going to miss you on the train as well. Indeed, God indeed. Damn it. Out there Saturday, then Madrid. Uh, out onto Madrid on early Monday. Oh, you're off to Madrid too. Yeah, I'm out there for three days basically. So lovely. Assuming that the sort of airport chaos doesn't stop me getting out, which I'm a little bit wary of now, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get to see some miracle performed as well. Where, where are you staying in Madrid, Adam? Do you know? Yeah, you booked up. Uh, I cannot remember off the top of my head. Near to a sort of ten minute walk from the burnabout is. That's all I can really remember. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you're in the centre, we could probably recommend some bars to you. Yeah. Well, actually, one of my uh, a good friend of mine who uh, I started out with at the Watford Observer is now Spanish football correspondent for AFP, and I will be meeting him out there for dinner because uh, we haven't seen each other for about three years. Brilliant. Have a bit of tapas. Well, I'm just delighted you're going out there, mate, actually. That's the main thing. It's about time you got a good good one there. And as you say, you could be witness to a historic night of football. It could hey, happen. It could. Ha- this is Chelsea. Anything can happen. Anyway, sad not to see you on Saturday, that's for sure. Mark, I presume you're going on Saturday? No, I'm not going down to Southampton. My football fix on Saturday will be Wheelstone versus Chesterfield. Oh, God, the Chesterfield people. Yes. I wonder if yes, we'll see that do. bloke we had on the on the show. Well, I did say, actually, you just reminded me, I, I, um, what, what, was, what was the name of his... Um, Podcast. I can't remember. Oh. League, league, league. Legends of Legends of the Spire. Le- Legends of the Spire. Yeah, I, I did say I'd message him if he was coming down. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop him a message. Yeah. Mm, good stuff. Anyway. Come down. Yeah. <clears throat> I've just realised I've not given you my view of how it might go. I mean, I have no idea. Is the honest answer. I'm going to go for the reliable Prem prediction score of two one to Chelsea. Oh, I've got I've got a hex stat for you. You know, like we have all these kind of stats, and I like to give the hex of the week stat. Okay, ready for this? Chelsea last failed to score at Southampton back in 1997. You know what's going to happen now, and it'll be all my fault, as it always is. Now nah, we'll be all right. We'll win two one. I'm sure of it. I think I think the size of the bollocking that Tuchel will have given them last night and this morning. I think I th- I think we might see a very different 
approach from Chelsea on Saturday. I think he might have really stuck it into them. I mean, I bloody well would if I was him, that's for sure. So hopefully, hopefully that's what he's done. And hopefully he's sorted out the wheat from the chaff, you know, because there are, I think there are players there who are not putting it in at the moment. And that is infuriating as a supporter and a manager. But there you go. Um, right, enough from us tonight. Uh, JK and I will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show with guess who? Mark Meehan. Who knew? So we got oh, a double dose again. of me, and we got a double dose of me in again. I'm, I'm I'm following Martin Wickham's turn last week on every on every show. Well, yeah. it's funny you should say that. It's funny you should say that because we've also got He's Martin not, Wickham not. on. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. So me, J.K., Mark, and uh, Martin at seven o'clock, looking back at the match against Southampton and ahead to the Champions League tie against Real Madrid. Um, Mark, it's been lovely seeing you always. It's really lovely to see you last night. Thank you for the book again. I really appreciate that. No, my pleasure. It, it was good seeing you last night. And, and that was a disappointing thing, a frustrating thing about last night. Um, everything was lined up for a, a, a great Chelsea victory. Yeah. But like, it was great at the stall. You know, so I then went to drink in the rows, saw good people in the rows, saw Mr Beard was in the rows. You know, we had Chris Devet from Stoll, who's become a bit of a Jonah now. So... We, you know, he's, he's had tickets sorted out for two games now since we met him on the sleep out and we've lost both of them. Well, I'm beginning so, to think so am I. These are the first team matches I've seen yeah, since November and we've got yeah. humped in both of them. But, yeah, the vibe was good last night. Yeah, it's just a shame that, you know, we didn't get it over the line, but let's see what happens next week. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam, uh, always lovely to see you, as you well know, but particularly for the entire show. You're now up there with Daniel Childs. What can I say? That is that is high praise. So thank you very much. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Enjoy enjoy Southampton uh, to, uh, on Saturday. Sorry, I won't be down there, but in particular, enjoy Madrid. It, you know, it'll be a it'll be a great experience, whatever happens. Yes, thank you, mate. Enjoy your gig as well. I will, I will. And as I said, by Sunday, I shall probably be broken. You may not hear from me for a while. That's all I'm saying. I'll try and get that article out. Actually, do you know what? Actually, I've got no time. I'm stuffed. The only time I can do it is Sunday. So let's hope I'm not too broken. That's for sure. But there you go. Uh, and last, but by no means least, we can't see him, but I know we can hear him. The absolutely fabulous Jonathan Kidd. Well done, mate. He's back. Oh! He's back. <laughs> I've come in from my perder. Yeah, yeah. Com- right, we're all right complaining. We'll write complaining letters to BT just for you, mate. But lovely to see you as always. Enjoy Saturday. Say hello to Southampton for me and uh, I'll see you back on Monday. Uh, Mixler people, lovely to see you in there too, in, in, in here too rather tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you everybody who's listening to the podcast for listening. See you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful and keep it chills. Up the chills! chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.